This edition of Remembering the Legends is courtesy of Braham's Texaco Service Station, striving for excellence, always. She may be best known as Bob Marley's wife, but she carried so many other important titles with her amazing prowess. She is the her life with Bob was crucial, but still only one face to her story. Rita Marley was a solo artist, often referred to as Queen of Reggae, in her own right, both before and after her husband's death. She is caretaker of her husband's legacy, producer, mother, role model, an icon. Born Alpha Rita Anderson in Santiago de Cuba, on July 25, 1946, to parents Cynthia Jarrett and Leroy Anderson, she is affectionately called Rita by most. Rita's early childhood was rough as her parents separated and she was adopted by her Aunt Viola, who was a well-respected seamstress. She grew up poor, living as a single teenage mother in Trenchtown. Rita aspired to be a nurse and attended the Beth Seda School of Practical Nursing. However, that didn't last long as she had another calling. I was living in the same area, the same ghetto area in Trenchtown as Bob and the Whalers. And I was doing uh, practical nursing at the time. And uh, they would pass on the road that I was living to go to the studio at Coxon's every day. And I usually, I was one of their fans. During that period, they had, it's like a simmer down, lonesome feeling, I'm still waiting, put it on, and all of those songs. So I was one of their main fans in Jamaica. And I would stop them, you know, and say, well, hey, I can sing, you know, give me a chance, try me out or something, you know. So they decided to take me in for an audition one day at Coxon Studio. And uh, it was good and Coxon decided to put me with a group called the Solettes. Rita formed a female sketch trio called the Solettes and began recording for Clement Coxon Dodd's Studio One label in 1964. Coxon Dodd had asked his emerging star at the time, Bob Marley, to oversee and mentor them. Bob was uh, given the responsibility to sort of coach the Solettes, you know, writing the lyrics and um, picking venues for performances and all of that. So he was, he was sort of the boss for us then. You know? And that's where Bob and Rita's love story began. They fell in love and got married in 1966, forever entwined thereafter. Rita recorded with two different Solettes lineups in the mid-1960s and even caught a few hit solo singles of her own, including Pied Piper. She backed the Whalers on some of their recordings in the 60s, and when Peter Tosh and Bunny Whaler left the Whalers in 1974, Rita helped organize the I-3. The I-3 was a female vocal trio, Rita, Marcia Griffiths, and Judy Mowat, three iconic ladies of reggae. The I-3 backed Bob Marley in the studio and on tour for the remainder of his career up until his death in 1981. During this entire time, both Bob and Rita narrowly escaped an assassination attempt in 1976. 
A bullet grazed Rita's head and another hit Bob's arm. How's that for Bonnie and Clyde? It wasn't a bed of roses, though, as Rita describes the marriage as full of breaks and partings, including battles over other women. Their marriage evolved with her becoming more of a confidant, friend and business partner, and this worked for them. I see myself equal as the man, you know? And whatever part I have to play in life, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability without thinking about inferior or superior. Rita stuck it out as Bob succumbed to cancer and recorded the solo album Who Feels It Knows It and contributed to other works for various recording artists. Feels It Knows It also featured a light-hearted hit single, One Draw, that is still a banger today, despite all the controversy, including being banned by a number of radio stations. One Draw became the first reggae single to top Billboard's Disco Singles chart, which was used to track dance club play at the time. Another one of Rita's singles, Play Play, also had good success in the UK. Rita was on a roll, but she found it difficult to pursue a full-time recording career. As sweet as her success might have been, she chose to put her family first. Rita spent much of the 1980s handling the assorted legal and business interests associated with her husband's name and estate. She also spent time mentoring her children's musical venture, Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers. In 1986, Rita had the vision and wisdom to transform Bob Marley's house at 56 Hope Road in Kingston into the Bob Marley Museum. With her purchase of the former Federal Records at Marcus Garvey Drive and later relocation of Tough Gong International to this new address, the organization is now a leading record manufacturing and distribution company in Jamaica, the Caribbean, and the world. When Rita finally returned to solo recording, it was with 1988's Harambe working together for freedom, followed by We Must Carry On. That gained a Grammy nomination in 1992. She always had a real knack for fun yet rootsy reggae. In 1996, the Jamaican government awarded Rita Marley the Order of Distinction for her outstanding works and accomplishments, which are quite extensive. Well, it, it all started from where we came from, in terms of coming from Trenchtown and, and being able to give back to people who is actually experiencing the same thing that we had experienced, not being able to have it. Like you say, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, and now we're able to, to give back to the less privileged, those in need. We are asking for others to come forward and do what you can, give back, because it's all over the world, especially in Africa, where the need is, is more than wanting, it's needing. Rita later founded the Rita Marley Foundation, which is a non-governmental organization registered under the laws of Ghana, where she currently resides. 
The Foundation works towards the improvement of poverty for persons from developing and less developed countries. The aged be protected, the infants nourished and cared for, these are the words that inspire the vision that drives Rita to do what she does. Rita's memoir, No Woman to Cry, My Life with Bob Marley, was released in 2001 and written with Hetty Jones. It revealed the different sides to her many stories. In 2003, Rita resurfaced with a new album, Rita Marley Sings Bob Marley. In 2004, she was awarded Personality of the Year in Ghana in recognition of her work through the Rita Marley Foundation. Rita has adopted 35 children in Ethiopia and works diligently to impact their lives in a practical and positive way. She has donated arable land to the Rastafari and Nyabingi group in Clarendon and also gives continuous support of food, clothing and medical supplies to people of poor communities including a home for the aged in St. Mary. In her capacity as founder and chairperson of the Robert Marley Foundation, the Bob Marley Museum, the Bob Marley Trust, the Bob Marley Group of Companies and the Rita Marley Foundation, Mrs. Rita Marley continues to show commitment to the work of her late husband, her children and her people. Her most recent album, Sunshine After Rain, features tracks produced by son Stephen Marley, Sly and Robbie, Grub Cooper, Dennis Charles and Wycliffe Jean. In August 2013, Rita received honorary Ghanaian citizenship from the government of Ghana for her philanthropic work with helping the poor and needy. Rita Marley is a legend in her own right, family and purpose-driven always. Thank you, Mrs. Rita Marley, for your ongoing contributions to reggae, to Jamaica, and to the lives you touch through your foundations. This feature was written by Abigail Wilson and produced by Norman Marsh. I'm Rossman Brown. Remembering the Legends was brought to you by Braham's Texaco Service Station. Striving for excellence, always.